Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Unending Rebuild. Uh, welcome and thank you for listening. Uh, hello, everybody. So we are getting started here with episode seven. Today, we are going to be doing our top 12 lists of our quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. So we're going to be giving uh, each of our lists for each one of those positions. Uh, and we're going to be, uh, you know, just commenting on each other's opinions, seeing whatever hot takes there are, seeing whatever terrible opinions there are. And we'll have some fun with this and hopefully uh, not get too mean with our criticism. Uh, before we get into it, uh, guys, introduce yourself. Say what's up. Hey guys, uh, it's Jared. Just want to clarify uh, one thing that Will was talking about. We are actually doing the 2023 top 12 of these three positions. So it's not going to be our rankings going into this year. Uh, and these are dynasty rankings. So what we're saying is after 2022 season, these are the top 12 people that each one of us believe will be the best at their position. The top 12 at quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. Uh, and that's what we're going to do for the 2023 dynasty season. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about all that, Perlman. Uh, my favorite thing is just to make wild projections like a year from now. And we know like the entire dynasty landscape changes so much from year to year because so many wild things happen during the NFL season. So I'm really excited to get into it. Um, excited to uh, talk through that. And our news and notes section is going to be pretty juicy. So definitely excited to talk through that as well. As Jared mentioned, we will be doing those predictions for 2023. That's kind of like an integral part to the segment that I completely forgot to say. Uh, but, you know, that's our, there's three of us here because that happens. Uh, but like Josh said, let's get into our news and notes. Uh, firstly, we're going to talk about the uh, current mess that is the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver room. Uh, we know Michael Gallup's coming, off, uh, coming back off that torn ACL, and we don't really know um, what his prognosis looks like. It seems like the first week he's going to at least miss. It seems like he's definitely not coming back that early. Uh, and then they brought in James Washington over the off season. And now Washington's out with a, a foot fracture. I think it's called a Jones fracture. Haven't heard of that, but that's what it is. Uh, six to 10 weeks. It's seeming like for that. So he's going to miss a significant chunk of time. Uh, and yeah, after that, after uh CD, it seems just kind of like, uh, very empty. So what do y'all think? Who do you think is going to step up? Do you think Tolbert's going to be the guy? What are y'all thinking? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let Perlman kick it off. Go ahead. Yeah. How dare you say it's empty when the Cowboys spend a third <laughs> round pick on a wide receiver? Um, <laughs> I definitely think that Jalen Tolbert is going to gonna show out in the beginning of the year. He's a pretty good uh, – he looked pretty good on tape. Um, I'm actually really excited for him to come in as a just a normal football player for the Cowboys. Um, I, I think he's kind of already stepped into that two role. Um, we, I think a lot of fans and uh, the reporters were saying that there's a good chance that he took that number two role to start the season anyway over James Washington. Because as Kai said, uh, we may not have Michael Gallup for multiple weeks to start the season, at least week one and two. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there as he tore his ACL near the end of the season last year. Um, but Tolbert looks uh, primed and ready for that number two spot. He's a rookie. Um, and so they don't normally get opportunity at the beginning of the year, but, uh, with a guy like him and the opportunity on the depth chart, I think he steps right into that role. And, uh, I, I expect Noah Brown to be the three there and then Simi Fajoko to work in a little bit as the four and maybe take a little bit of work from Noah Brown as well, too. What do you think? I haven't heard too much about Simi. I remember he was getting a little bit of buzz last season after he got drafted. Um, he didn't get any run last year, right? Yeah, I think he had just maybe like five or six catches. Nothing too special, but he's had some good training camps, and uh, the team likes him. So hopefully uh, he'll take a little step up and may see the field a little bit. Okay, okay. I mean, um, 
he was a decent prospect coming out of college. So uh, maybe he can work in his way onto the field. I remember Noah Brown last season. What, what, he wore like 85, right? And he was like yeah. the dread, just like CD Lamb. So whenever the yeah. ball was thrown to Noah Brown, I was like, oh, let's go. CD got a catch. And it would that always happen so Noah many Brown. times. And then he'd start I, moving I, so slow. And you're like, oh, God, that's not CD. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I saw, I think I saw every single Noah Brown catch last year. Like, I think I saw more Noah Brown catches than CD. I don't know. I was just a magnet for it. And then also they got that guy, TJ Vasher, who had that crazy catch last week in camp yeah, that mm-hmm. people are going to hype about. I, I mean, I doubt he's anything, but I mean, he's 6'5", and just had I, that crazy one-handed catch. So I believe maybe. he was an arena football star. Is, is that oh, right? Um, I, didn't, I, didn't I think so. That. Yeah. yeah. They, they, have, they have like an AFL guy and an arena football guy, I think. They got like <laughs> two guys going at it. So. Hey, the arena football guys, they, they put in work. I think uh... – they're flashy. Or I guess the commanders had that one um, player back in the day. Oh, was Anthony, was it Anthony Armstrong? Anthony Armstrong. Anthony Armstrong. Pulled that name out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I couldn't remember it for a second. This is what we get. This is what we get paid the big bucks for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys receivers. Um, I like Jalen Tolbert. Um, he was like insane in college last season. Um, like had a 33% target share. Almost 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, 82 receptions. Like, he's he's someone who I think can come in and produce at a pretty decent level. Uh, 51% college dominator score. That's absurd. Um, so I'm excited to see what Tolbert can do in this offense. I think that early on, it's going to be a lot of CD and Dalton Schultz. We know Dak uh, loves throwing the ball at Dalton Schultz. Schultz had, what, like 100 targets last year? Um, so Tolbert will get a little – he'll probably get snaps at the beginning of the season, but I don't expect him to – earn too many targets. Um, curious to hear what you guys think about uh, that, that sort of split. I, I think that you're right about tight ends. Dak does love his tight ends, and I think the Cowboys uh, are going to continue to use them. Uh, we'll see if Jake Ferguson gets any run, probably not in the beginning of the year especially. But I do think that uh, Tolbert will command targets. Maybe not command, but he will get targets. Um, there, how, many you, how many you, you, you think? In the per first, game like, in the same I'll say first three weeks, we're, I think we're pretty sure that Gallup is going to miss at least the first three weeks, and I expect uh-huh. five to six targets a game. And it's a pass-heavy offense. Yeah, um, I agree. Obviously, Jerry has said that he wants to run the ball more and he wants Zeke to be a focal point, but there really is just no one else to throw the ball to. And I, I mean, Tony Power out of the slot. <laughs> yeah, look, Dak, <laughs> Dak's throwing the ball at least twenty-five times. Even if CD gets ten, uh, I think that that leaves. I mean, he's probably throwing for more than 25 a game, if we're completely honest. But that still leaves five or so, um, I think, after you get uh, Dalton's maybe six or seven, and, and then you get a couple for the running backs. There's really nobody else there. So I, I do expect him to have some targets. Uh, we'll see how he's able to produce. But, um, yeah. yeah, maybe after that first week, you can see how he does, and, and you might want to put him in into a starting position. But I definitely hold off week one, see how many targets he can actually command because that's a sticky number rather than the yards or touchdowns, but just see how involved he is in the offense that first week and then go from there. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, he'll get those five, six targets or so, but it'll be really helpful to assess where his value is and what his talent level is at. You know, he's going to get way more opportunity than he would have normally. And so that as an, as an owner, that would be super helpful because you're like, all right, now I know I need to hold on to this guy. I mean, obviously you're holding on to him now, but if he flashes a bit, then if he has those few weeks where he's not getting a lot because there's just so many mouths to feed, then you're a bit more confident in your decision. You're not really thinking about moving him or anything like that. You know, you can like the player. Holy crap. Uh, pop quiz. Which NFL team last season scored the most points? In the regular season, 
the most points. Uh, uh, I'll just go with the Bills, even though it's definitely wrong. Bills are three. Three? All right. Bengals? Bengals is seven. I mean, it sounds like the Cowboys. The, the way Cowboys were yeah. the most points out of any wow. NFL team last year. And they also had the most yards of offense. So there are, like, so many yeah. points to be scored. Well, I think – I think also one thing is that they had so many defensive touchdowns too that probably takes away yeah. a few of those offensive touchdowns or it makes it seem like a bit more. They were definitely, I think we probably had at least 10, yeah. the Cowboys had at least 10 defensive touchdowns. Which is a ton. But yeah. there is, but you're right. I mean, there is a ton of offense to go around. There's always garbage time, almost always to yeah. be had. I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. And, and, I mean, I'm not saying four quarters of garbage time like we've been used to, but I, I can definitely see, you know, there there's plenty of ways for, um, for there to be fantasy points scored from the wide receiver yeah. position uh, in Dallas. So, yeah, I mean, Dak's going to sling the ball. So, exactly. All right. Well, moving on from the uh, quarterback situation, or excuse me, wide receiver situation of the Dallas Cowboys, I think the quarterback situation is pretty set in stone. I we got, so. <laughs> we got uh, no more Andy Dalton. I could bring him back. <laughs> we could, we could. He's competing down there. New Orleans. Wait, is, wait, is he the, is he the backup? In, in New Orleans, he was, he's the he was in New when Orleans. Dak was yeah. hurt. When Dak yeah. was hurt, yeah, he came oh, in a, yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. That was, was a fun season. Washington had Gilbert- that year. <laughs> uh, is Garrett Gilbert still in Dallas? If he's not in Dallas, he's not on a team. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, moving into our next, our next uh, little story here. We got some wide receiver extensions this past week. We got DK Metcalf extending in Seattle. We got Debo Samuel Debo. extending in. San Francisco. Oh so do we like those places as long-term options for those receivers? Do we wish that they could go somewhere else where they had a better quarterback? What do we think about that? Well, I mean, Debo is just like an all-around player. Um, he has Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance as a prospect. I think Debo will continue to do Debo things. Um, he's an elite receiver. He can do it all. Um, he can get the short routes. He can get the long routes. He and once he has once he has the ball in his hands, he is just such a deadly player in terms of yak, uh, breaking tackles, scoring long touchdowns. He does it all. And then DK, I don't know because the quarterback situation is probably just a one year sort of thing where it's going to be pretty atrocious this year with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. But I don't expect the Seahawks to be any good this year. So I don't know how many draft picks they have, but they could get like a top five draft pick and take a quarterback. Maybe one of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, that sort of thing. Um, what do you think, Perlman? Yeah, I believe they have two firsts. Uh, Who's do they have? De- with Denver, obviously. Oh, they have Denver. Um, okay, that makes sense. And uh, in the trade where they gave Russell Wilson to Denver mm-hmm. um, this past year. But uh, I I obviously love Debo. I think, as Josh said, um, in my opinion, he's probably the best offensive weapon in the game, just his ability to both catch the ball and run uh, out of the backfield. And then, of course, you know, when he's catching the ball downfield, once he gets that ball in his hand, he looks like a running back he way downfield. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, he just couldn't stop taking him to the house last year. And I honestly don't expect much different this year. I am uh, a little bit more worried about Trey than Jimmy. I do think that Trey's Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, but you could tell that Jimmy G was very good at hitting mm-hmm. Debo in stride mm-hmm. uh, on, on those crossers, on those slants. 
uh, Jimmy got Debo the ball at full speed and, you know, allowed him to take off and take it to the house. Now, I do think that they're still going to scheme up plenty of runs for him. Uh, they put in his contract. He gets like an extra million dollars uh, if he gets over like 380 yards, I believe. Rushing? Per, yes, per year rushing. Nice. Um, nice. And so I, I don't expect that they stop we using that. him. Yeah, um, I, maybe not as much, but they'll definitely keep using him out of the backfield. And so, um, as you'll see later, I mean, I love Debo. I think he's a great player, and I, I mean, he well-deserved. Uh, as for DK, I mean, obviously, he's a great player as well, but I, I'm a bit more skeptical, as Josh said. This QB situation is not there right now. Um, if they can get a young guy uh, like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, you do love to see that for his future potential. Um, but again, that's probably going to take another year, maybe two for him to then develop into that top five uh, talent that he could be. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> Josh is making some faces. So, you know, I, I know. I, I'm, I, I'm looking at some stats. I, I just didn't uh, know. Okay. Debo had the second most yards of the catch last season. Like that's who had number one. Was it cup? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably cup just because of the number. Maybe of yards, Jamar. Like. Maybe Jamar. Oh, Jamar could be. I don't uh, think Jamar quite had enough. Yeah, it was yeah, Cup. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Jamar just didn't quite have enough uh, yards, I think, to to be number one. But yeah, Cup is just a beast. And two thousand uh, receiving yards. What the? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But uh, you know, D, I, I think DK can, can can get there, and I and if he's tied to Stroud and Young, I mean, that's that's great for DK, and he definitely deserves this contract. But if I was picking between the two, especially for fantasy, I'm going Debo every day. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree with your take, Perlman. I, I think that uh Devo is just so fun, isn't he? Just the best. Like the yards after the catch so is so fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, that's just like free fantasy points. It leads to touchdowns. It's just it's awesome. You know, I'm a bit concerned without Jimmy being there and Lance being a bit of an unknown, you know, might take some general yards away with his ability to run too. So a l- not super concerned about that, but you know, it is what it is. But you know. DK situation with the quarterback. Yeah, I agree that they're going to be looking to upgrade that soon, which could be exciting for him if he could get paired with a young quarterback. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking if I'm um, if I'm rebuilding right now, I would be inquiring if he was on like a contender and see if you could maybe give him someone uh, a bit older and kind of like maybe they tear up, you tear down, but you're getting someone younger, you're getting Debo, something like that. I would inquire if I could, you know, because I think that's a pretty likely outcome. I don't think Debo's excuse me, I don't think that DK's quarterback situation is going to get any worse than it is going to be this year. Uh, and like on all likelihood, they're probably going to get rid of Pete Carroll soon too, just because of his age, because they're in this rebuilding stage. And I don't think you could get more of a run heavy system than what Pete has and what Pete kind of likes. I think if they get one of these new young guys probably coming from the Shanahan, or maybe not Shanahan tree, but maybe the McVeigh tree, you get a lot of passing going on. Um, more than they already have. I think that could be an interesting situation too that could be worth eating into this uh, DK down year. Um, I just wanted to say a couple of things. One that uh, I, I recently saw that the uh, Seahawks owner who also owns the Blazers, uh, they said they have no plans to sell currently, um, but they are in the process of, I think, selling in 10 years or maybe a little bit less. Um, there, there's there's a, a clause, I think it's five years uh, until they're, they no longer have to repay the city of Seattle um, for their stadium. And so they're, they're kind of the, the family has said that they want to sell, um, but they're not, they're not looking at it in the next couple of years, but they do want to sell. So that makes me kind of think that Pete Carroll may stay. Uh, he's been there for a long time and they have a good relationship with the owner. Um, so I, I, in my opinion, I think Pete Carroll has a couple more years. They are rebuilding, um, but 
they like Pete Carroll there. He's won some Super Bowls. And so I do kind of expect it to stay a run-heavy offense for a few years. But like I said, this is definitely the worst quarterback situation they're going to have. It's not getting worse. Um, and then finally, I think Debo is the hardest wide receiver to tackle in the league. There may be guys bigger, faster, or stronger, but nobody's harder to tackle than Debo. And that's just, like I said, fun to watch. Nothing better than that. He's literally a running back. Um, yeah, yeah a, a little more on DK. Like we always talk about betting on talent, and DK is just an extremely, extremely talented player. Um, so yeah, just like Kai said, go out and ask the DK owners. See what you can, uh, if you can buy low on DK Metcalf. Um, but yeah, I think that'll just close out this segment. Um, nothing too much else to add. All right, let's move into our final news and notes segment. Uh, we got the biggest news of the past week, probably, and that's the Deshaun Watson verdict in his hearing uh, with the NFL for his uh, suspension. So he got six games. Um, it's a bit weird, uh, you know, especially when you look at the conclusion of Sue Robinson's uh, opinion. Um, you know, it doesn't. She says all these things, and then somehow arrives at the conclusion of six games, and. Uh, uh, you know, mentions how she wanted to use the precedent of previous uh, NFL decisions to come to a conclusion for a punishment. Um, that said, I know I don't, I mean, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think we yeah. all do. Yeah. Um, I think that if you're going to find fault with him in those cases um, and how, how and as many as he exactly. um, is shown to commit, which Sue Robinson agrees that he did commit him, I, uh, that he did commit, I, I don't, I don't get how you can arrive to the conclusion of six games. Um, I think it's really bad for the NFL. Um, I think the NFL, I mean, they kind of, you know, dug their own grave with this, with uh, light punishments in the past too, and not really mm -hmm. fully codifying uh, how long suspension should be for instances like this. Uh, and uh, now I think it's just the only thing left to be decided is what is Goodell going to do? Is the NFL going to decide that they should appeal and try to get more games out of it? Or are they just going to wipe their hands clean of this whole thing and hope everyone forgets about it in a couple months? So I'm curious what y'all's opinions are on it. It's uh, obviously a very messy situation. And I think we all wish that they did something like what the MLB did with Trevor Bauer and gave him a two year suspension, you know? And I think uh, that's, that would have been even then probably not enough, but at least it shows that they're talking business. So I'm curious what y'all think. Yeah. Perlman and I were actually talking about this before you hopped on Kai's. Um, actually he brought up something that was, I thought was really interesting. Uh, Sue Robinson didn't want to give more than six games because this was the longest suspension that the NFL has given out over sexual misconduct. Nonviolent uh, sexual misconduct is what she said. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't know how this nonviolent section. I'm just saying that I'm just so, that's her words. I that's read that word. and I was like, it, it, "Go ahead, Josh. Sorry." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, make sense. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I can't remember too many other uh, like sexual misconduct cases uh, coming through the NFL, especially at this level, especially for the number of cases that Deshaun Watson has. Um, so it's definitely like. I thought it was going to be a lot more games. I know that there was like a lot of talk about it. The Browns expecting it to be four to eight games. It just doesn't sit right with me that Deshaun Watson is going to be able to play in the NFL this season. Um, and like there, I like I saw a video of him earlier today, like signing autographs with like a bunch of fans. Um, like that it, it's, it doesn't really make sense to me that uh, 
like someone like Deshaun Watson can like commit all of these heinous acts and then go on, li- go on living his life the exact same way. Um, so it's, yeah. I'm curious to hear what, uh, what you have to add, Perlman. It's just, I mean, I have more than we have time to talk about on this. <laughs> uh, but so for starters, I, I don't really understand why the judge only heard like four or five cases out of the 25 or so. Um, Makes it seem like they just want to push it under the rug. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might be because some of them were already settled, but again, that doesn't really make sense. Um, it's, it you know, it's not a legal process. It's not a civil process. It's strictly for the NFL. Those, the rest of those women could absolutely have been heard by her. So I don't really understand why she, this is based on four um, or five, maybe five. Uh, yeah. Why didn't they bring testimony. up all the cases? That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. make sense. I, I, I've got to assume it's because it's settled uh, again. Also the Texans have already settled with most of these women um and so you know maybe there's a clause in there that they can't bring further, something you know further just like further judgment against any nfl or players or something like that but i i don't know um and you know unfortunately she only she only heard four or five of these tri- these cases um that said she did find enough to warrant that the nfl you know made their case in terms of uh the probability that he did these actions uh she found that he most likely committed sexual misconduct nonviolent sexual misconduct as she put it um but as a judge does she decided to rule on precedent which is just stupid i mean the nfl and the nflpa signed this agreement that they would bring in an outside arbiter this judge and that she is jointly paid by the nfl and the nflpa and they agreed to this last year that this is how things are going to be handled now when there's suspensions on the table because the NFL is so inconsistent and they wanted to get it out of their hands. But then they bring her in and she goes out previous NFL rulings. Like they brought in a new, they wanted to start a new process. And then she just goes and says, Oh, well, six games is the longest it's ever been. I'm so good at this. Like, look at me, give me out a super long suspension. But why can't she, you know, start, this should be a start of her own precedent. This is a new system that we're now running in the NFL and, you know, she should be able to have that leeway to push for a year or two. And yeah. yeah, So they use the MLB as precedent. Exactly. It's major sports. It's, it's just a stupid judge thing to do. Like it's like each individual silo. It doesn't make sense. It it is a classic judge thought. I mean, she's just like, we have to use this one doctrine or this one league or, or this, you know, we have to play on our league's previous uh, rulings, but there's so much more that, you know, we could go see like the NMLB with Trevor Bauer, like the NBA. I mean, there's other leagues in this country that we could use. And she just decided to stick with the horrible NFL president. Yeah. And it's also not a court of law. Like, you know, exactly. She she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. Yeah. Like she could do whatever she wants. Like it's typical judge. Like you're right. Like, like yes has there been a punishment so like this before the no. nflpa has probably there been doing like both yeah, sides has there been has there been a case like this before no you know ha- like she's citing precedent but also the, this case was yeah. unprecedented and you know or maybe just give him a fine or something didn't even do that she didn't you know? even fine him I mean, his, he, yeah. his entire contract is structured around bonuses so that he can't even lose that much money in the scheme of things well it was well, a million just, dollars for his first season anyways like the 230 yeah, he's million losing like 300 grand yeah. out of 250 and, million like yes. and most contracts have have warrant like have warranties in there if you get suspended the team can cut you and not owe you that guaranteed money and he specifically does not have that because everybody knew he was going to get suspended for this which is one of the worst things you know a guy has done in the league you know in 
a very long time or ever. And he, you know, and he, and they still were happy to structure his contract, knowing he'd get suspended and knowing that they wouldn't have an out if they you know, don't put that in there. Class, yeah, classic, just being stupid. I mean, classic NFL in general. I don't know if you really? guys saw a little bit of a side, but John Harbaugh. <laughs> said that oh you know i'm so glad i'm with the ravens where you know we don't tolerate this we have a zero tolerance policy like they didn't have ray ray lewis ray rice uh terrell suggs like shut your ass up john arbaugh like who do you think you are that, that's that like, it's all horrible <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it's just yeah. it's it's ridiculous that she has to go by precedent he could have easily gotten 12 games he could have easily gotten 10 more than 12 indefinite i mean he deserves it all he deserves much more than six uh but yeah, i am I happy think... uh i do want to say just one thing so the nfl and the nflpa agreed that they are going to abide they, they didn't agree to abide by the ruling however in order to appeal this this ruling by uh the judge they have to go by the evidence that she found in her report so she put out a 16 page report and she did say that deshaun was found to be uh, guilty or by the preponderance of evidence, uh, he he most likely did this. Um, and so the NFL does have an ability to uh, appeal this and to give him a higher suspension uh, because she put that in her report that she does believe that he committed these acts, at least for these four or five women. Um, and he has violated the sexual misconduct policy on all three counts. And so the NFL does have a chance to appeal this. Uh, we'll see what happens. I hope they do. I think we hope they all do. Uh, we all hope they do. But uh, we'll see what happens, and and yeah. So right now it's six games, but luckily she did put that in a report. So, all right. Um, like all like legal moral stuff aside, let's talk about what our listeners are actually curious about. What are we doing with Browns players this season? I don't want any bit of Deshaun Watson any fantasy format, but I mean. At the end of the day, he's, he's a good football player, and that's probably why he was able to avoid this circumstance um, in its totality. I mean, I think, you know, I think everyone gets a bit of a bump besides Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think. Uh, let me rephrase, guys. Let me, let me cut you off and rephrase. Yeah. If there's one player on the Browns that you want, who are you drafting? Amari. Amari? I'm very excited for Amari. I mean, he, incredible route runner you know just better football player than fantasy player but still a great fantasy player um i i'm really excited for him uh i think it i think it bumps up um cream hunt too i think that just getting by getting the offense better he'll get on the field more too get more of those uh third down snaps uh, so yeah, I would say it bumps up those two the most. I would maybe a Nick Chubb too, because like the defenders will have to right, you, you, uh, won't you, you be able. Three, I, I asked you for one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps. It helps everybody. It helps. It helps everybody. <laughs> but just on that note, on Nick Chubb though, I think it helps him a lot too because uh, you know the defenders won't be able to crowd the box as much. They'll have to respect Watson and his ability to throw. I definitely think that's right. Uh, I do think Nick Chubb gets a bump. I do find it hard every single year to draft Nick Chubb. I mean, he's obviously a fantastic runner. I mean, I think he's a top maybe three or four runner in the league. He, he, he is absolutely fantastic. He's extremely fast. He's big. He, he has great vision, great cuts. Uh, but it's just so hard to draft him when they have Kareem the last couple of years. He doesn't catch passes. And now they has a running QB. I mean, they're obviously still going to run it a lot, but and 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 then you get Amari who just bounces back and forth every game. You get one good game, one bad game, one good 
one bad game. And then you're talking seven weeks or six weeks of, of Jacoby Brissett. And I'm scared. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I want to say David Bell just cause that's my boy. <laughs> David Bell is your boy. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think at the end of the year receiver, like rookie receivers get better. And so if he gets chance to play with Deshaun, I mean, there's a, there's a chance that he's a good receiver, especially when you're factory in ADP and the fact that you can get him in like 13th round. Um, but that said, he is he's a rookie. like the 18th now. Even, okay. All right. Yeah. Even better. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you can get him super late, you know, undrafted and maybe a, a smaller redraft league. Um, and, you know, it's just a guy to look out for. He's a great route runner. He's not the fastest, which is why he slipped. But I think there's a real chance that he has a productive season with Deshaun once he gets back. And and so super late, that's probably the guy I'm targeting just because it's it, it's just so hard for me to draft Chubb and Amari. Okay, I'll, I'll add one point and then we can just close, uh, close this segment up. Um, my... My guy that I'm targeting on the Browns, uh, despite what you said and Kai's what you said, is Nick Chubb. Um, the number one reason. So Nick Chubb had the second most rushing yards in the league last year, almost 1,300. Mm-hmm. Um, but he saw the second most stack boxes, second most average defenders in the box. Um, so with Deshaun Watson there, that's going to open up the entire offense. Think about Nick Chubb carrying against like light fronts. He's going to get like six and a half yards of carry. He's going to make light work of those defenses. It's just like you get second, second best, like second most rece- rushing yards in the league, and he's still RB13. Like, how do you get much better it's, it's than the that? touchdowns? It's the touchdowns. He had nine I mean, touchdowns last year. I mean, that's this offense point. is going to be entirely elevated. I think Nick Chubb can start flirting with like high teens, maybe even 20 touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we could go ahead and wrap up this uh, segment on Deshaun Watson, the Browns here. Uh, one last thing I'll add is that that Browns-Ravens game week seven, appointment television. I'm, I am going, debating, going, guys? I'm debating just getting a ticket and going to Baltimore and just like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get a Ravens jersey, but I'll wear like an anti-Browns jersey or something like that. Just just to boo him every time he drops back. It's just going to be awesome. I might join uh, you guys. We, we should fun. make a, a podcast outing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> all of our sponsorship money can go to tickets. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'll be right, buying well, my own ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into uh, our main segment here today. So today we're going to be going through our top twelve lists. So we're going to go going through our QB ones, our RB ones, and our for when ones guys when for the year for the year twenty twenty three AD. We will be doing. Uh, <laughs> we will be doing. That's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> we will be doing our top twelves positionally. We're just gonna rattle off the names that we got. Uh, when someone has a terrible take, an interesting take, or something like that, we'll just interrupt them and tell them that. So uh, I think that'll be the format, and it'll just be uh, uh, the list will be like a medium for how we have our discussion today, uh, and it'll just be a bit free flowing. Uh, so, so with let, that, let me let me let me jump in here. I think I can lead this. It, so. Uh, I Please. just want to jump into the QBs. Um, so we're going to start off with the number one QB on all of our list. I think that's just a good way to do it because we have a, a consensus. Wait, uh, Perlman, uh, Perlman. Two. Uh, yeah. Do we want to go through the current rankings for 2022 and then do that first? Circle yeah. back. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that first. 
Let's do that oh, first. That could All be right. spicy. Yeah, so let, I'll list off the for the top 12 quarterbacks for 2022. Again, we're doing 2023. But this year, uh, the top 12 dynasty quarterbacks, according to Fantasy Pros, we'll start off with Josh Allen at number one, and then Patrick Mahomes, number two, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and then Kyler Murray at number five, Lamar Jackson, six, Dak Prescott, seven, Jalen Hurts, eight, Russell Wilson, nine, Trey Lance, 10, Deshaun Watson, 11, and Matthew Stafford, 12. So that's the list of current fantasy pros by ADP, uh, their top 12 quarterbacks. And now we will jump into ours. So me, Josh, and Kais um, have our first quarterback listed. And both of them have Josh Allen just as uh, fantasy pros does. But I myself, I went with Lamar Jackson. I see a big year out of Lamar this year. So quirky, Jared. I mean, yeah. I just see Lamar. Like Lamar is gonna kill it this year. I mean, Lamar, the boy. Are, I love. He's Lamar. good. He's if, good. If yeah. Lamar doesn't get hurt, Lamar is taking that top spot. He's gonna be the QB one this year with his rushing ability, that extra twenty pounds he put on this year. And so I had to put my boy Lamar up there. Hey, I mean, I love it. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, Lamar is like right up there for me. I see like the top three guys is like kind of being in their tier of their own. Um, so you can like rank any of those guys in any which way. It looks like all three of us have those same top three. I think that uh, you would be wrong, actually. You think I'd be uh, wrong? Yes, because as we'll see, we'll get into number two now, won't we? Number two. Oh, oh I didn't see Kai's head. Yes, Herbert. sir. We got right, number guys, two. Guys, give us your, your Herbert take. Well, I hold on. I have Patrick Mahomes. Josh has Patrick Mahomes at yeah. number two. Will Kai's, Justin Herbert, what you got? That's my guy right there. You know? <laughs> That's my guy. Uh, yeah, I I, 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 I like Herbert. Um, you know, we all obviously, like Herbert. obviously, yeah. he's a really good quarterback. Um, I was between him and Mahomes, which is it's kind of chalk, you know. We, I mean, we know that. But um, I picked. I ended up going with Herbert here just because. I mean, he's obviously younger, so that's helpful. Uh, and I think right now his supporting cast around him is a bit more proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Keenan Allen's going to, I mean, he's getting older, but he's just going to transition well. His type of game transitions well. He's not really a speed guy. Mike Williams, the dog. Josh Palmer seems to be kicking too. Um, they got Eckler for a few more years. They just drafted Spiller. They got an amazing offensive line. It seems very much in place alongside with a young coach. So everything seems very stable right now. And the only thing about that is obviously he is still a bit young. So things can always regress a little bit. And Mahomes does have that really long contract, which will be able to like cement his status as a starter, even if he plays worse, you know, because no team could afford to have him as a backup or what, whatever. Nor, nor could the Chiefs ever cut him. So, uh, But yeah, I end up going Herbert uh, for the reasons I mentioned before, even though I wouldn't have any problem with Mahomes 3, Herbert, uh, or excuse me, Mahomes 2, Herbert 3. You know, I, I understand. I get it. They're young offense, lots of weapons around him, young quarterback, 5,000 yards in year two. It makes sense. Uh, the only thing for me with Herbert is I think the defense will get a little bit better. And by a little bit, I mean way better. Uh, they are much better now. And so he won't have to probably throw for 5,000 yards uh, and constantly, you know, air it out and try to win these close games. But he's still going to be a beast. I mean, he's obviously still up there for me, too. So I, I don't hate it, but I definitely don't like it. <laughs> Guys, midseason, would you trade Lamar Jackson for Justin Herbert straight up? In Dynasty? Yeah. Uh, no, I would take Herbert. I'm not a huge fan of the long-term uh, value of running quarterbacks. They don't stay in the league as long. I mean, Lamar doesn't get hit, though. 
Yeah. Uh, Lamar doesn't get touched. He's shaking. I, I guess. I mean, they say that until he does, you know. I mean, I I I mean Herbert's gonna play until he's what 40, you know. I mean, Lamar is gonna play probably at this level until he's maybe like 32, 33. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I, I think the long term stability with Herbert's greater than it is with Jackson, even if that comes at the cost of a point or, or some points each game. I just think you know you're talking like seven years from now, and so in my opinion, like hey, it's valid. You know, it's unending rebuild. It's unending rebuild. You know, in what do you seven mean? What's years, win now? What's win now? Seven years, you could you know <laughs> then trade Lamar after he's had you know two or three more points per game uh, his whole career. But you hey, know, I got just, Lamar fourth. It's not like I have him out of the conversation here. I like Lamar. Yeah. All right. All right. So I guess we'll move on to number three, where we're all different, uh, but we all have our top three guys yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, so I, like I said, I had Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. So that leaves Josh Allen at my third. Josh had Josh Allen one, Patrick Mahomes two. So that leaves Lamar for his three. And Kai's had Josh Allen and then Justin Herbert. So that leaves Patrick Mahomes. So Josh Allen, Lamar, and Patrick Mahomes are our number threes. I don't have much to say. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think those other two guys are a bit better than Josh. Um, but obviously, we're all right there. We all think these guys are great. So if you guys have something, jump in. I just, Jared, I just have a question. Why do you think Lamar is better than Josh Allen for dynasty value? Uh, because I believe that Lamar is not, well, as long as he's healthy. Like, I mean, obviously Lamar last year uh, getting hurt, like he, he didn't have the season that you wanted him to. But I do think that Lamar putting on the extra weight, he's going to go out in there and rush the ball like he did when he was a rookie in, in his second year. Uh, I have Lamar there because of his rushing ability. Josh Allen is not going to run the ball as much as he did last year. In, in my expectation, uh, they brought in an extra running back. Uh, they still have Zach Moss, uh, even though people think he's useless. I think he's he's going to still run the ball. Uh, I think Singletary is the starter there. He's going to run the ball. And you can't – they just don't want – they're not going to want their starting quarterback, who has a cannon of an arm, not that Lamar doesn't, to be running the ball. Uh, Lamar, they design runs. They try to get him the ball in open space. And so – uh, that that's really my my difference there. Um, yeah, I mean, to me though, that speaks to, in the favor of Josh Allen in a bit because I don't want my quarterback running the ball all the time. I want my quarterback running when Josh Allen runs the ball in, in, uh, within the within well, ten yards. I don't. Zone. I mean, I don't want and him to also, get hurt. But the rush, if you rush for ten yards, I would much prefer that to a pass for ten yards. I mean, that's just uh, clear. No, like, yeah, that's, for, uh, that's what uh, yeah. you want. Yeah, of course, yeah, but, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, though, I'd rather have my quarterback getting the rushing touchdowns and maybe a few less rushing yards and a bit more passing I yards. I mean, and- I think Lamar and, and Josh Allen are not going to have incomparable rushing. <laughs> like, Josh Allen's not going to have a bunch more rushing touchdowns than Lamar. Like, that's there's no chance. I think Lamar scores more rushing touchdowns. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, guys is over here talking about that. Like, Josh, Josh Allen's going to have 15 <laughs> rushing touchdowns. Lamar's going to have six. Like, no. It, 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 Lamar's going to have 15, and Josh Allen might have, like, 10 like they're okay. gonna have a whole bunch and, and i mean Lamar i just is gonna run much more he's probably gonna rush sure like, i just don't get splitting how QB, like, qb won the last Harris. two years i don't know i don't know how he Definitely. can't be number one i but, mean they well, also throw the question. most it, in the so, NFL. so 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 for the bills me, also throw the was, most in the nfl he was qb won the last two years but he didn't score more points than lamar or patrick mahomes did their two years when they were QB. yeah that, that's true that's true so what's that about huh Regression. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought, guys. Wait, let me ask you guys a question. If there was one quarterback to jump all three of these guys, uh, excluding well, Herbert. Herbert. I mean, yeah. Uh, excluding, Herbert. excluding Herbert. Excluding Herbert. Who would it be? 
to be the dynasty because we saw Josh Allen jump from like quarterback like 13 or 14 up to QB1 the next season. Do you think there, there's a guy that can make that jump from like the teens into QB1? In the, from teens? the teens? Well, I mean, the yeah. only guy from the teens, in my that's, opinion, that's what Josh Allen did. that could do it is Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, Lance is, is, okay, he's 10. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, there's just not a guy teens. that could be number one. Uh, I think Tua could easily jump into uh, the upper of the top 10 uh, if he had a great season. But without the arm strength, like the community just won't see him as the number one. Uh, and then Justin Fields as a Konami code type QB, like is another guy that just comes to mind. But without the weapons yeah. and, you know, his slow release, he, he would have to improve drastically. Uh, a guy like Trey Lance, who we haven't seen play, who has a, a incredible rushing ability and, and a fantastic team with a huge arm. Uh, that That's the only guy I could see from outside the top 10 or, or from. Yeah, below. I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence also uh, just if things work out for him, because he does have that rushing ability as well. Uh, you know, it's not great, but he's kind of Josh Allen like in the way he's just like huge also. Uh, so, you know, maybe but i mean it's it's it would be a tough battle for him to get that far up after one more year okay okay yeah i just wanted to pose a question just because yeah that's a good question make that well what about you have one. one you got one yeah going? i think out of any of the guys i think it would be trevor lawrence just because he has the pedigree um he has all of the potential in the world he now has uh, Doug Peterson. Um, there's reports already saying that like this is like night and day from last year because Urban Meyer was just oh, an yeah. absolute shit show. Where like all the Jags players were like going in front of the podium, talking like getting their their shot on Urban Meyer. They were all so excited to talk as much shit as possible about him. So um, I think if Trevor, Lord, if the Jaguars like somehow like miraculously make a playoff run, I think Trevor Lawrence could be in the argument for like top three, maybe even QB one just because of the pedigree that he has. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just worried about the talent. I mean, like it, it's scary last year, but like you said, was, I mean, everybody hated Urban Meyer and he is horrible. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll give Trevor the one year benefit of the doubt and, and it's possible, you know, cause you can, you can forget all about that. If you have a fantastic season and you bring a team like the Jags to the playoffs and have a great fantasy season, you can definitely forget about it, but yeah, they, we'll they got all the weapons for him now too. Not what I'm predicting. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we'll move on. Uh, so like I said, that was QB3. Uh, a t uh, clean split between Josh Allen, Lamar, and Patrick Mahomes. And we're getting into quite a split again. QB4. My QB4, a guy unmentioned here so far, is Kyler Murray. I am a homer for Kyler. Um, I, I know a lot of people You're all love this Kyler. pick, uh, especially with uh, Josh's pick being Justin Herbert and Kaiser's being Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I mean, I think I need to explain myself with Kyler. Uh, his size, I think, is a huge determinant in why many people are scared. Um, but if he was six two, he he would be an unquestioned top three quarterback. Um, and How tall I, is he? <laughs> five five ten generously <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they listen to five ten. yeah you, you don't like to be listed at five ten. <laughs> you definitely don't like that um you know i mean there were definitely there were question marks uh you know there's always been for the guys like that if they can see over the line and things like that um and he, 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 he behind the whole line he, he does hide behind him sometimes and it does look kind of funny when he launches the ball but man that guy's got an arm he, he is pinpoint 
he is a fantastic thrower. He he is a much better thrower than Lamar. At the same time, uh, I'm I'm not going to put him up there with Mahomes and Allen or even Herbert. But he is a fantastic thrower. Uh, he's one of the best throwers in the league right now. And you pair that with his ability to rush the ball, his receiving core. Uh, once Deshaun comes back uh, again, this is 2023. Or yeah, sorry, DeAndre. Uh, this is 2023, so I think people will forget about those first six weeks, and DeAndre Hopkins will continue to be a beast like he's been his entire career, as long as Cliff doesn't make him run short to the left every play. Um, and so hopefully, uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, D Hop, Rondale, and Hollywood uh, paired with Zach Ertz uh, and James Conner. We'll be able to show that Kyler Murray is still the dog that he's always been in that new contract. So he's tied for Arizona for a while. So that's why I got him at four, but I completely understand Herbert and Jackson. Um, but I love Kyler. I'm a homer. Nothing further to add. I mean, um, like Kyler does have like the QB one potential because of that rushing upside. Like he has so many games where he has like nine carries, 82 yards and one touchdown. Like he has like running back stats plus some, some passing. Um, I, I'm worried that like one day Kyler's just going to like not see a linebacker and just mm. get lit up. And then I'm a little bit worried for that for the dynasty value at that point. I yeah. just, I just envisioned that in my head. <laughs> He's just like, I can see him loss flying like 10 yards, like 10 yards back before he hits the ground and the loss of 20. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely understand that. Um, I, I would say that the thing I factored in least for some of my picks was injuries. Uh, and, and that's something that you, you, I mean, you do need to factor in, um, but I'm predicting big years for these guys, uh, hoping that there's no big injury for them, but obviously uh, they could take a massive hit. Just one injury, especially a guy like Kyler's size uh, could, could really tank his value. Um, but I, I mean, I, he's going to continue when he's on the field to be a beast, I, I think. Yeah. And, you know, he's tied to Arizona for like six years now. So uh, lots of time for him to continue to be a beast there. And so, yeah, that's why I have him. Um, but, watch yeah, I wish film. he wasn't attached to Cliff Kingsbury, though. I do, too. Kingsbury. I know. I yeah. do wish Cliff would have gotten fired. It does suck. But oh, the swing uh, passes to Rondale Moore. I don't want to see another one. <laughs> Ron, so I got to say this too for all of you that don't know. Rondell Moore had the lowest average depth of target by far of like any player, of any player ever, 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 ever. ever. But, but like, okay, Perlman, that's a hard argument to make because people were making that argument uh, against Debo Samuel before last season. Like no, it's a Cliff like, Kingsbury thing. It's not a. It's not I mean, a, yeah, no, but it wasn't. Thing. It wasn't like by far the lowest ever average depth of target, though. Like he, it's not the lowest in the league last year. It was the lowest ever. Like he does Especially not. That's not a reason to more though. That's more Cliff. It's no, a reason to hate on Cliff. No, no, no. Okay, that's okay, that's okay, a reason okay, to hate Cliff. Okay. We hate Cliff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I I don't love Rondale either because he's of his size, but I do think he's a good. I think he could be a good player, yeah. but he's, he's not being dealing. utilized, right? He's just been yeah. dealt a shit yeah. hand. Imagine being told to be like a good NFL player yeah. and getting the ball in like a one-on-one situation every time, three yards behind last scrimmage. Yeah, when you're not DK size, it's hard to break those tackles at five seven. But no. <laughs> so, all, all right, right. Well, I guess we'll move on. Yeah, we we got Herbert and Lamar for Josh and Kai's there, but we'll move on to uh, QB five now. Mine's simple and easy. I've got Herbert there uh, since I haven't used him before. But we actually have a consensus between Josh and Will at number five. Deshaun Watson. Why don't you guys go into that? Yeah, I think I'll talk about this first. I mean, Deshaun Watson has finished as the QB five every single season he's played in the NFL. That is just what you call consistency. Um, I know, like we just did a bunch of talking about all of his legal issues, but going into next season, Deshaun Watson is going to play the full season. 
Um, he's going to have a great offensive line, a great offense that uh, he's going to be commanding. Um, so I expect Deshaun Watson to just continue to just put up fantasy points. Um, and because he'll only be, what, 26 next season, um, he'll he'll be a uh, valuable fantasy asset. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. There's not much else to say, especially yeah. being just like a really good pocket passer and a, and a good offense. I mean, I think he's got Amari. Coach. Yeah, he's got Amari. Uh, he's got that running game to open things up to. David Bell. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, only, the only reason I, I rank him a little lower is because of the run first offense. Um, I, I, obviously, he's a great runner and he's extremely accurate. Um, but, you know, Kevin Stefanski likes to run the ball. They're going to get Nick Chubb the ball. They're going to get Kareem Hunt the ball still. And even Dearness Johnson. Um, but I do still have him in my top 12. Uh, I don't have him too far down. I don't mind it. Uh, Stefanski did say that. Uh... Like the offense is going to be tailored more for Deshaun Watson. So like once he does come into the into play, they're going to throw the ball a ton. Um, so they're going to like use Deshaun Watson's strengths. I mean, obviously they'll still run the ball at a decent mark, but it's it's going to be the Deshaun Watson show. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just saying Deshaun's a better quarterback than he's ever had. But uh, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he had. Of course, you're going to throw the ball when your quarterback's better. Um, he had Case Keenum. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, who else did he have before Case Keenum? I don't know. I think he what had before Case Keenum in Minnesota. Did, did he have Teddy for you? I mean, not that wasn't before. That was obviously uh, after. But did he have Teddy? Did he for you? He may have had Teddy. Yeah, yeah that's actually, not right. Before actually, um, but yeah. E- either way, uh, it's he, he definitely the best quarterback that has uh, he's Stefanski has ever coached. So of course he's gonna throw it um, more. So all right, we'll jump into number six because we're taking a while. Uh, for me and for Josh, we've got Jalen Hurts there, and for Kai's, we got Joe Burrow. I think Josh and I are pretty high on Jalen Hurts because of the rushing ability. I mean, he he was fantastic last year, a ton of touchdowns, uh, and then he upgraded with A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith gets an extra year under his skin or under his belt uh, in the league, and then you get A.J. Brown there uh, and Dallas Goddard. So, I mean, I, there's not much more to say. Oh, other than about that, uh, yeah, Quez, the boy. <laughs> um, other than the fact that there is concerns about his long-term ability to be a starter, um, and so I, I think this year is a big test, and so that's what we'll we'll have to watch for with him. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I'm exactly a- why I didn't uh, put him at six here. I thought about putting him a bit higher up, but I, I, I was just, I was just concerned a bit about the long term. Uh, I was just a bit concerned about how long he'd be there uh, over time, uh, just because you know, still have those questions about throwing, and we've seen quarterbacks before who are good with moving the ball down the field, uh, and, but just with their legs, but just can't really throw that well. So, uh, yeah, that's just my concern, and. Otherwise, I would definitely have him higher because he definitely fits that profile, like a Kyler or someone like that, just not quite with the arm. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be, I think he's going to show us this season that he's actually a good quarterback. Um, I mean, he threw for, I don't know how many yards when he was at Oklahoma and Alabama. Um, He got drafted in the second round of the NFL draft for a reason. Um, I think that he's going to kind of cement himself as the Eagle starter, and there won't be any more discussion about, oh, like, is Jalen Hurts a starter anymore? Um, I've kind of always seen that as like a false narrative. Um, so Jalen Hurts will just continue to just put up fantasy points. I think he's the same age as Justin Herbert, so he's only 24. Next season he'll be 25. He's gonna uh, he's gonna be a good quarterback. Um, I think the Eagles. He's gonna lead the Eagles to the playoffs this season. I think even an NFC East championship, uh, be a division winner. Um, and we know that he's just a great leader. The entire Eagles locker room they love him. So yeah, um, that's- I agree. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that he's been kind of disrespected, uh, especially the Eagles in general. I mean, the Eagles have put together quite a squad. Yeah, um, they got a powerhouse and, over there. And I just recently saw, I don't even know who it was, but they ranked them uh, a, a rankings where they had the Eagles last in the division. And that's what? just, that's just that, that dude doesn't watch football. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, either all these guys quote, quoting it like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, blah, blah, blah. I knew the the commanders would be great this year. I was like, no, you got the Eagles last. You don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. I think that, that Hertz is going to show us uh, that he's a starter this year. He was taken in the second round. He was he, he was very good at Alabama and Oklahoma. He just had to leave Alabama because Tua was a little Tua, bit better. Yeah. Uh, but, but I still think he's a – I mean, he, he's a good enough passer, I believe. And then obviously that rushing ability just, you know, puts him there for um, – you know, for the quarterbacks. Uh, but Kai's, you got Joe Burrow there. Uh, what do you think about Joey B? Yeah, I mean, I thought about putting Burrow a bit lower, and I am a bit lower than consensus over there on Fantasy Pros. Uh, Y'all are lower on him than I am, apparently. Uh, and I might be even lower myself. I think the reason why I have him a bit higher, though, because clearly he's a capable passer, and he did decently last year. I think, what was he, like about QB8 or 10, something like that. Uh, so I, I'm thinking that this year he'll be improved because the offensive line is going to tremendously improve. It really can't get much worse. Um, And even though a lot of his points do come from his wide receivers ability after the catch and just general ability overall, I mean, um, having T Jamar and even Tyler Boyd really is huge for any quarterback, but that's a pretty stable situation. He's going to have T and uh, Jamar for the foreseeable future uh, Boyd for the next couple of years. Uh, So, and, uh, you know, I just think that it is a good situation over there with and Zach Taylor seems to be one that wants to showcase Burrow's abilities. So I, you know, I'm fine with having Burrow there since situation does dictate a bit of his success. But I think that situation is pretty stable. And on top of that, he's a good quarterback who's going to get a better offensive line. So I'm happy with Burrow there. Yeah, so I actually agree with all that. Uh, I think we can move straight into seven because Joe Burrow is my number seven. Um, but I think that – I mean, I think you're right. Joe Burrow was the QB seven last year, um, and he's got those receivers that are just stable and and very, very good. Uh, I think everybody almost in the league has now realized that that T. Higgins is a fantastic receiver. He's not just a number two to Jamar. They're, they're both fantastic, and then having Tyler Boyd there. Um, it, it just helps him even more, and he's only 25. Uh, so that's why I have him at seven. Uh, Kai's has him at six, and uh, Josh maybe a little bit lower, but um, you know, it, he's he's still a great quarterback. So why don't we jump into the other guys at number seven? Like I said, I have Burrow there, Kai's had him at six. Uh, we think he's a great quarterback, but Josh has Trey Lance, and Kai's has Kyler Murray. Uh, what are you guys thinking on those? Yeah, so I mean. Trey Lance, he was drafted third overall for a reason. Um, he has an absolute cannon of an arm. He's got great rushing ability as well, so he offers you that Konami code upside. I think the San Francisco 49ers are just going to continue to be a playoff team, a good football winning squad. Um, and Trey Lance is going to just put up a bunch of fantasy points. I mean, last season, he started what? Like I, th- I think he started two games or two and a half games. In, in those starts, obviously, he didn't produce that well as a passer but as a rusher he showed just the ability that he has on the ground um uh, at two out of the three starts he had over 20 fantasy points that's what you want it's kind of like that safe floor that those rushing quarterbacks offer you and i think trey lance is only going to continue to develop as a passer especially once he's has the entire offseason to work with the ones and then he's going to play the entire season as a starter i think trey lance is going to really cement himself as a top uh dynasty quarterback 
there's kind of been some wishy-washy takes all season. I was actually able to get Trey Lance for like a first, a 2023 first um, and Rashad Bateman or something like that, um, which is a steal for a guy like that offers you the upside of Trey Lance at the quarterback position in a super flex league. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty high on Trey Lance this season just because he's so young. He has all the talent in the world. Um, I'm expecting him to pop off. Yeah, I like Trey Lance. I've got him a little bit farther. I know Kai's has him. Uh, actually, no, looks like it's not even on Kai's list. So why don't you give us, quick rebuttal. give us a quick rebuttal there, Kai's. I just want to see more before I put him up that high, you know. I mean, I, I only got Lawrence at 10, and I think Lawrence came into the league with a lot more skill than Trey Lance. And even though I like Lance's situation a bit better, and he very well could surpass Lawrence and join this top 12 list, uh, I just didn't quite see it yet, and I wanted to put some more established guys there first. All right, understand. You know, we haven't seen it from Lance besides those two and a half games, like Josh said. But uh, for me, I, I think we saw that there is a very high floor, uh, 20 points per game, basically, in those couple starts. Um, so I, that's why I do have Trey on my on my list, and I think he's going to be great this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do understand. Uh, we have we really haven't seen anything from him besides a couple games. And, and not starting over Jimmy G is absolutely not something that you want out of a, out of a young quarterback. So I, I understand. Um, all right, moving on to number eight. Uh, for number eight, I now have Deshaun Watson. Josh finally gets Kyler Murray in there, and Kai's brings Dak Prescott into the fold. <laughs> uh, so we've already talked about Deshaun and Kyler. Uh, why, why don't we go Dak here again, Kai's? Yeah, I'm not as down on Dak as some of the consensus seems to be, or y'all seem to be. Um, you know, he's still pretty young. I think he's like, what, 29? And the next year, he'll be 30. Yep. Yeah, next year he'll be 30. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Josh. That's how math uh, Needed the help with that there. But, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I like Dak. I think he's gone. It's been a bit rough for him the last two years I mean, with the injury and then with the injuries to, like, the entire Cowboys last year. Um, and I, I, so I think that's kind of uh, deflated his value a little bit. But I'm also thinking about the Cowboys, and I think that they run the most plays in the NFL. And I think that, like last year, they had all those defensive touchdowns, so the offensive touchdown numbers were a bit um, deflated as well. So, uh, you know, he's got a budding re receiver in CD. Michael Gallup will come back, be fine. Maybe Dalton Schultz stays long-term. If he doesn't, I don't really think it's that big of an issue. Uh, I think they got plenty of weapons there, and he's shown the ability to sustain uh, solid quarterback numbers. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm happy with Dak at eight, and I'm not really on the – not liking Dak hype train as much as other people. Jared, I see your eyes nice and wide. I'm, what do you got to say? I just want to say that I looked up who ran the most plays per game last year because you said this, the Dallas, and it was Baltimore. Dallas is number was two, it? but Baltimore oh. somehow ran the most plays in the NFL last year. I thought it was Dallas. Maybe it was the highest, like, no, uh, I mean, you're, you're the close. pace like of we, play. Maybe it was pace of play. Yeah, and we just said they scored the most points, so there's lots of fantasy value to be had. Um, and, and they run the second most amount of mm. uh, plays per game, so it's not like they're down there. I was just I was just surprised, personally, to see Baltimore. I figured that – but like we saw, they didn't run nearly as much last year, and I, I do think that comes down. I just wasn't – I was a little bit surprised. Um, but for me, I actually don't have Dak on my list uh, as a homer. Um, I am concerned yeah, not, about Dak. Neither of y'all do. Um, he was my 12, and I took him off. Yeah, Dak just didn't show it to me last year. There, there were some some line O line troubles. Uh, it wasn't the best O line we've had in years. But Dak just wasn't hit, hitting players in stride. Um, and, and now we gave up our best receiver. I mean, not that CD isn't fantastic, but 
Amari is gone and he was a fantastic route runner and, and the number one option. And, and now we don't have Gallup for at least a couple weeks, you know, the Cowboys are going to try to rotate in uh, rookies and second year players that have barely seen the field. Noah Brown's going to start the year as the third receiver and he barely plays. Um, and Zeke's getting older. The line hopefully gets better with the addition of Tyler Smith in the first round, but uh, we'll, we'll just see. I, I'm concerned because he just, he wasn't hitting players in stride. He was throwing it high late over the middle and it just, it just didn't look like good top quarterback play to me. And it, and if it doesn't improve these other guys, I think will take steps. They're much younger. And, and so that's why uh, I have some of these other guys that we'll get into um, over, over Dak this year. Yeah. Just, just a bit of pushback on this. And it feels weird to be defending the Cowboys player, but I'm, I mean, you know, I, I didn't watch the Cowboys as intently as you, but I'm just looking at some statistics and, Dak had his highest completion percentage of his year uh, of his career, most touchdowns of his career, and was QB eight last year with a completely depleted offensive line. And besides the year he got the year he got hurt, he's finished QB seven, 10, 14, two and eight. So, you know, I mean, that sounds like a guy that I'd want to buy in on, especially if he had all those decent numbers. He plays in an offense that uh, goes at a high rate, you know, and he's only 29. I mean, I think QB eight's fine. I don't really get not ranking him. I mean, look, guys, like QB8, like if we're not talking dynasty, I completely agree with all the points that you're bringing up, but this is dynasty. And just the way that like QB values work and QB markets work, like we're at Dak Prescott's peak. There will never be a point in Dak Prescott's value where he is higher than he is right now, what he's ranked at QB7. So I only see him like even if he has the best season in the world and he the Cowboys go on to win the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott would probably drop in the rankings. Um, it's it's hard to see an, a world where Dak Prescott finishes higher than than QB than coming into next year as QB seven. Um, so it's it's just the way that like QB markets move in, in dynasty football. Um, that's that's just my own opinion though. Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way. Uh, you know, he's not getting any younger younger quarterbacks just keep coming in um, and. and you know, he may have had a good completion percentage, but to be honest, like watching him, he wasn't hitting the players properly. Uh, getting the ball there is fine, but not allowing for your team to run in stride and get those touchdowns was just really hurting the team. Um, and and the, the offensive line might be a bit better, but it's not going to be that much better. And even if it is, our the receiving core is much worse. I, I mean, I, I don't see how he finishes his QB8 this year. And even if he does, the, the receiving core is not really going to get that much better next year. And, and so, yeah, I, I see, I find it hard to see a way that his value increases. Uh, I mean, he might hit QB eight just based off volume, but that's like, that's just a volume play. I mean, in fantasy football, like you want volume obviously, but that's, yeah. that's about it. I don't see yeah. him improving in skill or like developing as a quarterback for yeah. what we've already seen. He's already, he's going to be 30. So. See, I don't think he necessarily needs to develop. I think he's producing uh, numbers. You know, his QB8 last year, he was QB8 on my list. I didn't even notice that until right now. But, you know, I mean, I get that he's older. I guess he's probably not going to improve a whole lot, but I'm sure he'd be able to, like, put up, like, a QB5 or four-year, maybe. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just – I think also with Dak comes – with all that volume comes a really really high uh, floor too which i think is really appreciated with quarterback so but uh we can go ahead and move on past him yeah so uh we'll just jump into number nine for number nine on all of our lists uh i now bring in trey lance 
Josh brings in a new QB of Trevor Lawrence. And Kai says Jalen Hurts, who Josh and I both had six. So I had Trey Lance. Josh has already talked about Trey Lance. I think I already talked about him a bit too. We've obviously talked about Hurts. But Josh, why don't you jump into Trevor Lawrence since he's the first one uh, to have him on the list? Yeah, I wanted to spice up the uh, the rankings a little bit. Felt a little bit mundane going the same guys over and over again. So I think out of any of the rookie quarterbacks from last season, um, other than Trey Lance, uh, Trevor Lawrence can make that jump just because he was the 101. He had all of the draft pedigree in the world. Um, he looked absolutely insane in his first few years in college. Obviously, he didn't sustain that level of production. But as a true freshman and as a sophomore, he looked like the next coming of uh, Peyton Tom Manning, Brady. Tom yeah, Brady, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like he was like at that level. But over the past uh, few seasons, like maybe he became a little bit arrogant, a little bit like he didn't have to learn or grow anymore because he was already at that level. He was already being touted at that level. So I think it took last year for him to see to have that setback. That's he's going to be able to right the ship this season. Doug Peterson is the perfect coach for him to be able to do that. Um, the Jaguars have invested a ton in the offense this season. Maybe they didn't make the best investments, grabbing guys like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Um, I don't know who their other receivers are um, of the, that, that they brought in. Oh, they brought in Evan Ingram as well. Um, obviously, not like the biggest names. But it's still weapons for Trevor Lawrence to distribute the ball. Um, and I think just getting his guy, uh, his boy, Travis Etienne, in the backfield again, um, I, I expect Trevor Lawrence to make a pretty significant jump this year. And it's, it's honestly not even that big of a jump because right now in the uh, um, Fantasy Pros rankings, he's at 13. So moving him up to nine isn't that wild of a take, in my opinion. I think that if any of these guys that are outside the top 12 jump in, it's probably Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he, he's definitely not that low. Like you said, he's 13, and uh, I, I don't see a ton of those guys down there really jumping up, especially because many of them are old, like Matthew Stafford, uh, Aaron Rodgers, even Derek Carr is getting up there. Uh, so that's why I don't really see a way they could jump over Trevor. Um, but in my opinion, I, I don't see him taking a big enough jump to quite get there. Um, but I think he, I think he's still right around that line. I mean, I'd probably put him 13 or 14 on my list. Uh, so I, I don't hate it, um, but I just don't see his weapons aren't the best. Like you said, they brought in, I think they're decent enough, but uh, on a bad team with not the best weapons, I, I find it hard to jump into the top 10 for me. Um, unless you have anything to add, Kai's, I think we'll just jump into our number 10. Uh, so Kai's had Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so we were really close. Uh, him and Josh were very close on Trevor. Yeah, uh, Josh, I agreed with my with the Josh's assessment, so I didn't feel like I need to really add. Yeah, 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 pretty pretty similar. Uh, Josh brings in Russell Wilson for the first yeah. time. Um, Mr. and I unlimited, Mr. Unlimited, <laughs> the boy, let's ride. <laughs> And, let's, uh, ride. And- <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> My number 10 is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, so, Tua. For, so for me, I, like uh, I, I, I'm also a big homer for Tua. Uh, I, I love Tua. He's 24 now. Uh, next year, he'll be 25, obviously. But he brings in um, uh, just an absolute stud receiver, one of the top five receiver currently in the league in Tyreek Hill. And he's already got Jalen Waddle, who uh, not only was a, a first round pick but he also exceeded expectations uh he's extremely fast uh, the record a great, 
uh, for yes, most receptions yeah. uh, for a rookie um, for Jalen Waddle last year. Um, and so the the only reason I actually have Tua this low is because of his arm strength. I think that Tua takes a major jump this year. Uh, he is extremely accurate, and I think if you've been following any NFL news over the offseason, you've seen Tyree Kill has been touting his accuracy, uh, saying he's better than Mahomes. And uh, I honestly believe it. Tua is pinpoint accurate. He doesn't have that uh, cannon arm that those top guys like Mahomes and Allen have. And that's why I don't see in terms of the public opinion a way that he could jump into that top five. But for me, I, I think he can have a fantastic year this year uh, through the air with really a, a, a most likely not the best running game, uh, just a hodgepodge of guys there. We'll see what ends up working out there with them. But I think his receiving core is great. Two studs, uh, along with Mike Kosecki, who's a big target in the red zone and a great receiver in his own right. And so that's why I got two at 24. I mean, I forgot about uh, Teron Armstead. That was huge. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Left tackle from yeah from yeah. the Saints. That's I mean that's just uh, one of the biggest additions you can have in the offseason. Getting a, a, a one of the top you know maybe five or six uh, uh, tackles in the league, left tackles in the league. So that's going to help him a ton too. Yeah, yeah I'm just he, excited for Tua to have the chance to show off his like his strengths. You know, because we all know he's so good that short to medium range accuracy, and now he's got the guy in Tyree Kill that's going to be perfect perfect to exploit that and really increase his fancy values yeah i that's why i got to a 12 as we'll talk about but yeah i agree with that yeah i i had dak originally at 12 but um i had to move Tua into there i i'm too big of a fan on Tua this season to have him outside my top 12 yeah um, so Tua at 18 i think he's a huge buy for all of us 12 at you guys and 10 for me so huge buy for all of us for Tua. Yeah, I think kind of like the biggest thing um, was that Teron Armstead addition. Um, obviously, Mike McDaniel coming in, like completely revamping the offense for mm -hmm. someone like Tua. And he comes from an offense that works with a quarterback that's pretty similar to Tua in terms of accuracy. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Tua obviously has additional strengths where he has that deep ball that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have. But it he just can just design the offense to be kind of that timing yeah, where Tua is going to hit his man in stride. And if he's hitting guys like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek and Stride, these guys are going to take it to the house. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys are just so fast once you hit them in Stride, which I think Tua is going to do all the time. They're, they're going to create a ton of fantasy value for him. So I'm really excited. Uh, and, and so we'll just jump into 11 because Josh's 10 was Russ and my 11 is Russ. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year. Um, Josh has actually Joe Burrow all the way down at 11. And Kai's has Derek Carr. Um, so that's our number 11 in the consensus. I mean, I think Josh and I are, are, you know, we're right there on Russ. He is 33 now, but, uh, it's probably going to be one of his best years of his career in my opinion. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's just a, it's a great team. They obviously have a great defense, um, in Denver. So, you know, they may not have to constantly pass the ball as much as you may want. Um, but he's always, Russ has always been in a run first offense. Uh, and so coming into a new system in Denver, uh, with a great team and a great receiving core, at least three deep. A lot of guys are high, uh, big on KJ Hamler this year. So um, he's he's got a ton of weapons. And then that division is just full of great offenses. So all those division games are going to be full Shootout. of shootouts, uh, lots of points scored. And, and so that's why I, I throw Russ up there at 11. Yeah, I think people aren't talking enough about how good the Denver Broncos are going to be this season. I mean, they were what, like seven and 10 last season? With Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback and just like no offensive production whatsoever, they were completely anchored by their defense. They started off like three and zero last season or something like that. 
Um, so I think Russell Wilson just takes an immense jump just to in an elite tier of quarterbacks that he hasn't really been a part of that conversation as much. Um, I think he's been disrespected a little bit in that sense. So I'm excited for Russell Wilson this year. Yeah, and I decided to put Derek Carr uh, just because I don't know. I don't know why I didn't put Russ. I mean, I agree with y'all. I mean, I think Russ is good. I think it was primarily an age thing, and I wanted to get some younger guys in there. Yeah. Um, but I put. I decided to go with Derek Carr, who's I think three years younger. Uh, you know, I mean, I just can't see a guy that's passing to the weapons that he has in Waller, Renfro, and now Devontae Adams. Uh, not putting up great numbers, especially in that division where they're going to have to throw the ball like all the time. Uh, I really wanted to put Derek Carr in there. I think it would be fair to him to see if he'd be able to take that jump and uh, become a QB1. Yeah, I don't hate Derek Carr there. I mean, I think he has all the weapons, like you said, and and again, in the same division where there are going to be a lot of shootouts. So uh, he's got a real chance, um, and he is a few years younger than Russ. So I I think it's a very similar situation, and and those guys are almost interchangeable. I just think Russ is a a little bit better of a quarterback, uh, and and he's just going to be able to show it better. But – you know, I, I don't hate that at all. A lot of it better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's better. I, I, I probably, it's probably not a little bit better and it, it's probably not a lot of it better, but he's, it's probably better in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm playing mostly, but yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we'll move on. Um, I think we already mentioned Josh and Kaiser's number 12 with Tua uh, when we were at 10, but mine is a bit of an outlier. I have Bryce Young from Alabama, the current projected 101 pick in the NFL draft, uh, the top quarterback on many people's board. Uh, However, CJ Stroud from Ohio state is also up there for a lot of people. He is extremely accurate, Um, but Bryce young brings it all. He he is, he's got an arm, he's got accuracy and he's got the rushing ability and he's going to be a top five pick most likely unless he gets hurt. Um, And so, you just always the public loves rookies, and so to I think that Bryce Young is just going to jump into the top twelve uh, before the year starts. Even uh, that I think may hinge on some of those guys like Derek Carr, Trevor not having the biggest seasons ever, because it'll be hard to jump into the top twelve without playing a year. But I do expect him to go to a situation where he's the only quarterback uh, that really has a chance to start. And so that's why I have Bryce Young at 12 rather than any other guys. Yeah, I, I like Bryce Young. Um, he looked apart when he plays for Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's just an insane, insanely accurate quarterback. He has a huge arm, um, great athlete. He looks a little bit on the slim side to me. Uh, mm-hmm. He looks like very, very small. Um, but I, I think that he has all the tools to – really succeed at the next level. Um, so I'm excited for Bryce Young to come out next year. I'm trying to find a tweet that I saw earlier, but um, he's like 20 pounds smaller than Stroud. So yeah, he's pretty small. Yeah, he, that is pretty small. Um, but I saw a tweet earlier that said like um, 197, the consensus, like 101 going into that season uh, from the quarter perspective, like rarely actually becomes the 101 the next uh, yeah. draft the next year i can't, I, I can't yeah i saw i saw that too you yeah that i too mean too? It, it might not always happen uh, i mean Tua started out a consensus but then uh you know obviously joe burrow uh jumped in front of him and then uh i think i think trevor was always the consensus yeah trevor though. Was, I mean, trevor's um, the golden child though yeah, yeah. trevor's uh, Let's see. I think you know, Baker was not the consensus, obviously. I think Kyler was, if I'm 
Uh, I don't remember. I think it was a little surprising that Kyler went one on one. I'm my memory's failing me though. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, you're right. Uh, there's absolutely a chance that some guy, somebody like Stroud, or, or you know, there, there's a few top quarterbacks that that are in the uh, in college right now that that people seem to like. So we'll have to see. But um, as of now, uh, you know, uh, Bryce Young has just showed so much. He's he's been a great quarterback there for Alabama. Just so accurate, um, good arm, athletic, and so that's why I got him there. I think a sleeper is uh, Anthony Richardson from Florida. This dude is enormous. He's like 6'6", like 240, and he just has a cannon of an arm. Um, if you have uh, oh, some no. time, um, watch some Anthony Richardson film. He's, uh, he hasn't done much, but he has like all the potential in the world. So we'll, we'll have to see if he can. Yeah, I haven't seen him too much, but 6'4", 232 listed out on ESPN. That's a, that's a big man right there. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a big quarterback, and you know if he's got the rushing ability, and go with it. Shoot. I'm excited for some Brennan Armstrong into the first round. What are we hey, thinking? Yeah, yeah. The Bucks twenty eighth overall. Yeah. Hey, he has so oh, many okay. passing games. Yeah. Okay, that'd actually be hype. Brennan yeah, Armstrong yeah, to the Bucks. Yeah. I can fuck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. Oh, Give me right, a Brennan so Armstrong jersey. That wraps up our quarterback discussion. Uh, we want to spend a bit more time on that just because we haven't really talked about quarterbacks and their value much on the show. I don't think, I think since they're a bit more easy to project out, at least in the immediate, um, we haven't talked about them too much. So we wanted to spend a bit more time on that today, but now we're going to breeze through our running backs and wide receivers here. Uh, and let's go with our RB ones. So for our RB ones, uh, Jared has Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, I have Jonathan Taylor and Josh has Devonte, so y'all want to give some quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll give mine real, real fast. If CMC is healthy, he's obviously the best player in the league. So there you go. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's true. That's fair. Quick and easy. <laughs> yeah, quick Josh, and easy. I mean, come on. Nobody has the potential. To <laughs> the score more you point. have to talk, the less your point means to me. So <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, Josh. Go um, Javante is uh, what twenty two? Going to be twenty three next year. Um, he's in a. Dog. He's in an insanely good offense. He led the league last season with broken tackles. Um, he's just going to be an absolute animal this year. I'm excited to see what, what Javante Owens can do. Uh, Melvin Gordon even said, like, I'm prepared to take that back seat. Um, so he said, Javante Owens a dog. Hey, Mel- Melvin Gordon's a dog. He called Javante Owens a dog. Give me all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say Jonathan Taylor, dog. All right, RB2s. Jared has Jonathan Taylor. Dog. I got Javante. Josh has uh, Jonathan Taylor too, so it seems like we're all high on Javante Taylor. I mean, I, think, I mean, sorry, Jonathan Taylor. Javante Taylor, give me yeah, all the Javante Taylor. I'll take it. Yeah, the best running back of all time. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we think we're high on them. On him, he's gonna you know get all the touches in that offense. Yeah. Gonna, they have an amazing offensive line. Nothing uh, to say yelling. about RB one yeah. last year. I mean, yeah. just too good. Yeah. Exactly. All right, RB three now. Uh, Josh has Najee Harris. I have DeAndre. Swift. I have I Najee Harris. Have Najee Harris. Uh, I, I cannot have Najee read. Jared, too many J names. Uh, Jared has Najee Harris. I have DeAndre Swift, and Josh also. I'd, has li- DeAndre I'd Swift. like to 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 switch my list. I have Swift at four. I've changed my mind. I hate the Steelers right now with their horrible <laughs> quarterback situation. Consensus but, Swift to three. And you love Jared Goff. Yeah. No, go. no, 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 no. Noted Jared Goff lover. Jared Perlman. Yeah, they, yeah. they share a name. They have to love each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm switching three. I'm switching DeAndre to three, so we can have a consensus. I I think you guys are right there. Um, I, I just see him having a great season as I think we all do. And, uh, Najee, I'm just going to bump him down a little bit because that offensive situation that you got going on there. And, uh, yeah, I don't like it. 
All right. So then for RB4, Jared has Najee I still got Harris. him there. <laughs> <laughs> I have Najee Harris. And Josh has uh, ETN. So I picked Najee just because Mike Tomlin absolutely loves abusing his running backs. Mm-hmm. He's going to touch the ball a lot. Um, that'll probably hurt his long-term health, health, but in the short term, he's going to be touching the ball a lot, even if it's in a bad offense. Uh, but Josh, what do you think about ETN? Um, extremely dynamic. Great playmaker. Going to score a lot of fantasy points, especially if you pay, play PPR. I can see ETN flirting with 90, 100 receptions. So Ooh, love, uh, love ETN. Slot work. All right. Now for our RB5s, Jared has Saquon, our first Saquon mention. Love that. I have McCaffrey because of the reasons Jared said. And Josh has Brees Hall. So two new guys. Quick word, Jared, on Saquon. Yeah. So for me with Saquon, um, I, I so first of all, I believe he's fully healthy. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously a big point with a lot of these guys. Uh, but Saquon has just, I mean, he, he had one of the best running back seasons we've seen in a really long time as a rookie. He's got that ability as a pass catcher and he's so shifty. He's, he's, I expect him to get the ball a ton this year. Um, I, I think that Sterling Shepard isn't going to play for weeks. I think Galladay is still hurt. Um, I think that they're going to want to run the bucks. Yeah. Galladay <laughs> does kind of suck. Um, and and I, I think they're going to want to run the ball because you know who sucks the most? Daniel Jones. So <laughs> you're going to want to check the ball down. You're going to want to get Saquon the rock. And, and he's, he's, he's and talent wise, he's the top five running back in the league. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, yeah, absolutely. And he may be better than that. So that's why I got him at five. As long as he's healthy, I, I love him there. All right. It was a bit more than a quick word, but I liked all you had to say. So we'll, count, <laughs> we'll, we'll let it happen. Josh, what do you have to say about Brees? Um, Brees is a dog. Absolute animal. Um, Javante last season, like was RB 16 and was in a committee, and right now he's the RB5 in Dynasty. I see Brees outperforming Javante's uh, rookie season, uh, so he might even be higher than RB5 next year. Yeah, agree. I don't mind when rookie running backs come in in a committee. You mean they get to learn and mm-hmm. not destroy their bodies? Sign me up. All right, so now we got our running back sixes. Jared has Brees, who we just talked about. I have ETN, who Josh has talked about, and Josh has Saquon, who Jared just talked about. So we're all about consensus there with those guys, it seems like, or at least uh, in pairs of us. So let, uh, let me let me go real quick. I just want to mention yeah, no uh, the reason I don't have ETN up here, and he's actually not going to be on my list at all, is oh I didn't notice James that. Connor, uh, I mean James Connor, I mean <laughs> James Robinson, James Robinson. Uh, he is going to get the rock, uh, and I just don't have ETN getting as many targets as I think you guys both do. Uh, I, ETN is a great receiving back, um, but I just I don't see him getting quite enough work with the new options they brought in to to jump him that high. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I think that he's going to split a lot more with James Robinson than most ETN, uh, owners are going to be happy with. I think Lawrence is, Lawrence is just going to throw it to his guy. Like ETN had like 50 catches. Yeah, they, they, they do. Yeah. That's their guy. Like they've already played together. So that's a rapport that we've seen work out well in, uh, in many cases and especially in, uh, uh, in uh, Cincinnati right now. So we'll see but I just, I think he's getting a little bit too much hype for me right now. Okay. Okay. That's fair. All right, moving but not on top to, twelve. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Moving on to our running back sevens. Uh, Jared has Javante Williams. We've talked about. I have Brees Hall, and Josh has Christian McCaffrey. So we're all seeing pretty high on those guys. Oh, Jared a bit lower. Sevens, Perlman. I'm sorry. We swapped our ones and sevens. <laughs> <laughs> we did swap our ones and Consensus sevens. Consensus building on this podcast. I mean, I think for for me, Javante is down here. Um, it's kind of 
a similar reason. I think Melvin's going to take more work than people want, and I don't think they'll mm. let him be the solo back. But if they do, then I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm just objectively wrong, probably, if he, if Javante is the solo back there. So um, I, I just don't project it yet. And so, yeah, that's why I'm down here. Yeah, I mean, I have I have CMC down here just because he'll be 27. Um, that's my only reason. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then for our RB8s, we have another college player appearing. Oh, have, look at us. We have Bijan. the mighty Bijan Robinson. Uh, Jared has him at, not, at eight. Josh also has him at eight. And I have Saquon at eight. So, guys, why is Bijan the guy? Why are we so excited about Bijan Robinson? This is the greatest college running back prospect we've seen in the last 10 years. Bijan Robinson is just an absolute animal. Um, if let, let Perlman go ahead and talk real quick on Bijan Robinson. I'm going to pull up his stats because this man is an absolute animal on a terrible Texas team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things. I mean, Texas is just absolutely horrible, and uh, a lot of a lot of scouts are saying not just in terms of uh, running backs or play, but in players in general, he may be a top ten talent, and and you just don't see that out of uh, out of running backs. Um, I mean, his lateral movement is great his he's his cuts are amazing he's fast he's quick he accelerates quickly uh he i mean his cuts just look like he's breaking ankles the offensive line isn't good and he's still gaining yards he he's strong he stiff arms people i mean there's just nothing not to like about him he's just he's going to be a monster in his freshman year Bijan robinson had 86 rushes 703 rushing yards four touchdowns that's eight yards a carry <laughs> that's his, okay that's okay in his sophomore season he had 195 11 27 11 touchdowns 5.8 so he did regress a little bit in terms of the efficiency but obviously still put up massive numbers he's off he's also just an insane receiving back um 15 receptions in his in his freshman season 26 in his sophomore season averages 12 yards a catch uh he's just an absolute animal um question 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 question. all right all right do we think there's any world where he stays for his senior year for the nil with our no no right running backs won't do that there's just not a chance running backs don't make that much money yeah but you can get you can get your nil deal once you get in the league bro like it's not gonna happen he could get 10 mil he could get 10 mil once he comes in the league i don't know i don't think it should be discounted I right, think that's, that's, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I want to say one thing. I just want to mention a high school stat real quick for him. Oh, and his, his junior year, he had 170 carries for 2,400 yards. No, 170 <laughs> carries. 2,400 yards. It, it's 35 touchdowns. 35 but, touchdowns. Did he have he's, any he's track and field championships from Oregon? That's all you got to know. He may, he, he may have. He may. He's from all Arizona, right, so but he might have done it. Our RB9s now. So, Jared, you got Joe Mixon. I also have Joe Mixon, Josh, you have Najee. I mean, I think Joe Mixon's just super safe. He's not the oldest running back. He's not the youngest. He'll be 27 next year. Uh, so he'll have a couple, maybe one or two more years of production uh, uh, following uh, I mean, I think you go like three or – oh, yeah, following 2020. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and in an amazing offense. So I think it's a pretty stable situation over there. Yeah, and he's got the backfield to himself, so I like him there. Yeah. And then for our RB10, uh, Jared's got Eckler. Uh, I got Dalvin Cook, 
Josh, you got JK. So we got our first Eckler appearance, the first Dalvin appearance, and first JK. Mm. Um, so I guess we seem to not be super concerned with age, Jared and I, with Eckler and Dalvin. I mean, I think they're both in great offenses, you know, have produced. Uh, so it's understandable why we have that them. Uh, Josh, what do you think about JK there? Do you think that ACL is not concerned? Do you think that Ravens offense isn't going to hold him back a little bit? Nah, just like from the clips that I've seen of JK, he already looks so explosive. He already looks like he's ready to come back. Ravens might play it safe with him, but I think the Ravens are just going to run the ball a ton this season. JK Dobbs is going to be a big part of their offense. He's going to be only 24 going into next season. He's 23 right now. Um, he's going to be a beast. So he, in his, in his uh, uh, rookie season, he averaged 6.1 yards per touch, actually led the league in true yards per carry at, um, at 5.4. Um, that's accounting for what's blocked for you. So um, he's, right. just a, he's just a great player. Yeah, cool. I did think he was about six yards a carry. That's just, I mean, that's just very impressive. It, it definitely helps to play with Lamar, but fantastic, fantastic player. All right. Well, for our RB11s, uh, Jared has Dalvin, who we just mentioned, and I had a 10. I have Bijan at uh, that 11 spot. And then, Josh, you have Kenneth Walker at the 11 spot. So, Josh, you want to talk about Kenneth a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, Kenneth Walker is just an insane running back. He was third in the Heisman voting last year. Um, I watched his game against, like, Michigan last season, and he put up, like, 200 yards and five touchdowns. Um, he was the, uh, like, the best running back before he was like the consistent consensus, best running back in the nation. Um, Brees Hall obviously drafted higher than him because Brees Hall has some of those intangibles that Ken Walker didn't, uh, wasn't able to showcase in college. Didn't show that pass catching ability, but I'm not worried about it. Ken Walker's a beast. I think you're, you mean like pure runner. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Pure runner. Like as a pure runner, he is fantastic. Uh, if you saw that game against Michigan, I think that's all you needed to see. Uh, he looked so good and, you know, he's big, fast, strong, and good runner. Like you said, uh, no reason. I got him at 12, so I, I like it. All right. And then for RB12s, Jared, you have, like you just said, Kenneth Walker. I'm the only guy that put Alvin Kamara, which I was a little bit surprised about. Um, you know, he's, he's getting up there a bit. He's going to get suspended but, for next season. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I still like the talent. You're probably right, though. I wasn't really thinking about that. Uh, and then uh, – Josh, you have Dalvin Cook. Any last thoughts on our running backs before we do a really quick run for our wide receivers, even though this is running a bit long now? Speed round. Receivers, let's go. Speed round. Let's do it. All right. All right. We're first going to go through Jerry. Easy one, two. Easy one, two. Okay. We all have Justin Jefferson, one. We all have Jamar Chase, two. So that, I think that speaks volumes. We break off a little bit with three, where uh, Jared has Debo. Uh, Love Debo. I uh, Josh has CD and I have Michael Pittman. I was a bit higher on Pittman here than everybody, even though Jared loves him. I just think that he's mm-hmm. going to show off this year, the better quarterback. I remember on one of our episodes, I said, uh, for some reason I said that Matt Ryan wasn't that big of an upgrade on once. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a huge upgrade. And at least I can admit when I'm wrong, you know I mean? And uh, thank you. It's big of me. I've been working on it. <laughs> for, for, uh, for me, I had to go Devo here because uh, he's a little bit older than CD and Pittman. He's 26 uh, right now. But, I, I mean, he's just going to have a fantastic year again, I believe. He just signed for a huge contract. They're, they're going to love – they're, they're going to focus getting him the ball. They're going to keep giving it to him out of the backfield, uh, as I mentioned earlier, with incentives in his contract. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, just impossible to, to take down. As long as Lance can get him there, I love Devo. you got to have him there. 
Yeah, my third CD. Let me talk about CD real quick. Uh, CD is the wide receiver one of the Cowboys. Cowboys throw the ball a ton. He's going to get a ton of targets. He's an extremely dynamic athlete. Uh, Amari Cooper said that CD's been ready. He's been waiting waiting for this opportunity, and he's going to seize it, and he's going to vault himself into wide receiver three. Teammate uh, hypes a player. Breaking news. All right. Uh, wide receiver four now. We got uh, Jared with Cooper Cup. Uh, be a bit of an old guy then, 30 years old. Uh, Josh, you got Jalen Waddle, and I got Deontay Johnson. Y'all made fun of me for this, but this is entirely, entirely based off me thinking that he's going to get an amazing free agent spot. Uh, the Steelers are definitely not going to resign him. And if he goes to like the Packers, maybe that could be kind of fun and exciting. Uh, I think there's that. Yeah, I mean the only the only way Deontay is at four is if he goes to a team like that. I mean he's gonna That's have to prediction. go to and yeah, I'm sure. Then good for you, but you, you, you can't predict that. There's been no signs of that at all. There, there's been literally no signs the that they even want to deal him. So uh, that's why nah, I don't he's have not Deontay he's not resigning in my top to twelve. Um, yeah, he's not in my top twelve either. Yeah, for for me, it was it was very hard to Outside put Cup here because he is 29 already <laughs> and he'll be 30 next year. But I mean, I just can't discount that connection and, and what he just did last year. And so that's why I just had to leave him up here. I mean, you, you don't just get 2,000 yards and lead the league in receptions, receiving yards, and and uh, whatever right. the other one was too. And that and and you know jump down out of the top five. I, I just can't do that. Can't. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, for me, it was just because he's that's gonna be 30, fair. So. Yeah, like the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was hard, but no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. My four is Jalen Waddle. Uh, I mean, Jalen Waddle's going to be what twenty three next year. He's, he's twenty three yeah. now. He's twenty three now. He'll be twenty four next year. He's got Tua. He's got Tyreek. Insane offense. I think the Dolphins are going to prove themselves this year. So he'll he'll be up there. Yeah, don't hate it at all. All right, cool. So with our wide receiver fives, uh, Jared has Michael Pittman. Josh has T Higgins. Uh, pretty high for T. And uh, I have CD Lamb. So, Josh, you want to talk about T a little bit? Yeah. Um, T Higgins is just an insane athlete. Uh, he's 23 right now. Um, and actually, in games where T and Jamar both played in last season, T actually averaged more fantasy points per game. Um, so, I like T to continue to act as uh, an elite receiver in an elite offense. So, I'm high on T Higgins this year. Yeah, I, I definitely love T. I got him in my top 12 for sure. Uh, the only thing I just – it's going to be hard for the community to see a wide a wide receiver 1B, I mean technically 2, probably being in the top 5. Uh, so that's the only reason I don't quite have him there. I, I, I think it's – yeah, it, it, the, the community is just not going to be able to see a 2 up there. But I, I do love T, and I got him here too. So uh, I, I got him in my top 12 too. I, I love him. And Pittman I got at 5 because, as Kai said, Pittman's going to be a beast with the jump with Matt Ryan, and he's already a monster in terms of target share and his route running ability. So really excited for him. All right, so then we got our wide receiver six, where Jared has CD. Uh, Josh has an early appearance for Drake London, and I have Debo. So, Josh, why Drake London here? What do you think he's going to do this year to showcase this uh, ranking? Um, I was a little bit lower on Drake London coming into the process. Uh, I've started to kind of love Drake London. Yeah, he's glad I convinced you. Yeah, he's, he's going to see a ton of targets. He looks like an absolute monster. Um, I think he's going to be a, heavily, a heavy feature in the offense. The fact that he's coming to the league at 21 – and he'll be 22 next year. I see him taking him uh, just a meteor, mete- meteoric, 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 meteoric rise yeah. into the top six here. Um, so 
Like yeah, for, for for me, I don't understand how everyone predicts, you know, a million targets for Kyle Pitts and Drake London is just shit, dead in the water, some random rookie kid. And when he was a top 10 pick, a, an absolute monster. Uh, and, you know, he can catch the ball, whether it's in his vicinity or not, he'll go up and get it. I, I mean, I love I. I don't quite see him there, but I love him as a player. And I mean, there's just no reason that Kyle Pitts should be like so high and so highly loved by every single person in the fantasy world. And, and Drake's just you know, getting disrespected. So I like it. All right. So moving on, we have our wide receiver sevens. Uh, Jared has DJ Moore, which I actually liked. I had him at nine. Josh has Cooper Cup, and I have AJ Brown. Uh, I don't really like my AJ Brown pick now. I'm trying to think about it. I, I kind of. I'm gonna. You're, you're, I'm gonna you had a, AJ Brown as a dynasty wide receiver sell at wide receiver six. Yeah. No. I don't know what I, I don't know what I was thinking earlier. I think I was multitasking. I just pencil in T Higgins and six. I realized T Higgins wasn't on my list, so I'm putting T Higgins at seven. Uh, Jared, would talk up to us about uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, so DJ Moore is 25 right now. He's had 1,000 yards every year of his career except his rookie year. Um, and now he gets the best quarterback that he's ever played with. Not that – yeah, yeah. I mean, not that we think Baker is the best quarterback in the league or anything like that, but uh, I'd put him right around uh, like slightly above average, maybe average, uh, which is, you know, at least 15 spots to get ahead of Sam Darnold, so that's easy. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, that's a huge upgrade for DJ Moore uh, going from Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, I just see a jump. Yeah. I, I love DJ Moore. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself for not having, him I'm shocked. Field. Absolutely. Yeah. Shocked. I'm, too, I'm, I'm me shocked too. too. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, disgusting. I was guess I, was, I guess I was trying to be a little bit too hot takey, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I love DJ Moore too. He's like one of my favorite receivers in the league. So give me all the DJ Moore. Yeah. Which is why I'm shocked. I mean, if anybody was going to have him, <laughs> I figured it's you, I figured I was too low on him at that time. <laughs> All right, so for our wide receiver eights now, uh, Jared has uh, Jalen Waddle. Josh is pretty low on Debo there. And I got Stefan Diggs here at eight. Uh, I am the first one with Diggs uh, on my list. I just, you know, attached with Josh Allen. I love that. They throw so much. He's a bit on the older side, but, I mean, I just think they're going to absolutely just pepper him with targets. So I'm very happy to have him there. I think they'll be like that for the next three years or so. Any other thoughts here on our wide receiver eights? No, right. Mm, I, I kind of want to know why Debo's so low. Yeah, yeah. Josh, right. Tell me why Debo's so low. Oh, um, I don't know. I just see like I, I put all the young guys ahead of the older guys, um, just because I can see a path for those guys being way higher. Um, and like just because like Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel had those like insane seasons last year. Um, there's only down to go right to go yeah, yeah that's, that's literally the only yeah. direction they can go yeah so that, that's, that's my only reasoning really all right understood all right that's fair and then we got our wide receiver nines where jared has aj brown josh has stefan diggs and i have dj moore so our first real appearance of aj brown i definitely <laughs> did not mention him before uh jared so you think that aj <laughs> yeah. brown will be fine there in philly i do think he'll be fine in philly uh i don't think he's gonna be great in philly i think that what is what, what do we have him at fantasy pros where is he five he's wide yeah, five. Oh, yeah. okay okay that's yeah. wild yeah he's five yeah, on fantasy pros i got him at nine uh i think that's much better place for aj brown um i i do i i mean he's he's gonna be a, a target hog not that Devonte might not still get a ton of targets and you know goddard too but 
Uh, when they throw the ball, uh, and Quez, you know, Quez going to get his stuff. Quez going to get his stuff. Uh, but but when they're throwing the ball, the first option is AJ. I mean, they, he is an absolute monster with the ball in his hand. And if they can scheme touches for him, I I, I wouldn't be too surprised to see him out of the backfield every once in a while, uh, given their Ooh, that's spicy. current depth chart uh, at running back. Um, so I, I, I think AJ Brown is fine. I, I don't think he's going to be that elite top five upside that people want but i think he's gonna have a good season this year and i think like josh said Hurts is gonna prove himself and uh that's all you need to have your top guy be a top 10 receiver when he's that good it's kind of crazy to me that uh aj brown could very well be attached to jalen hurts until he's like what 29 that's kind of a scary thought if i'm aj brown owner um but <laughs> anyway moving forward you're too long wide receiver tens it's too long we got um i think it really hurts him um thank you it's late you know the, it's, that's your uh, first live one. that was good <laughs> thanks uh so now wide receiver tens we got uh jared t higgins uh josh with Devonte adams i mean i don't think too much as you said about him he's amazing just a bit older and uh i got the first appearance of Traylon burks here uh i think Traylon burks is probably the new aj brown you know i mean it seems pretty obvious because uh tennessee traded away AJ Brown and moments later took Traylon Burks and uh and he's been just a beast in camp so far I mean I know it's super early I know it's camp he's bullying he's just, everybody he's there. been yeah. abusing God. those DBs so um <laughs> gotta watch I those like, push-offs I like what I see <laughs> he's got that dog in him uh, all right wide receiver 11 now uh Jared you got Devante showing up Josh also has Traylon Burks at a or not he also has him, but he has him at 11. And then I got Cooper Cup. I was just thinking regression alongside age. He'll probably drop a little bit. Uh, any other comments on our wide receiver 11s? I just think uh, Trey Lund's going to take a little bit longer to uh, to really produce at an elite level. I love Trey Lund, Don't get me wrong. Trey, Trey um, Longer. But before, <laughs> hey, but before the draft, uh, or before I really started getting into the rookies, he was my number one guy. He fell a little bit for sure. Um, but he's still an amazing athlete, and I love him. But I just don't see him jumping up quite yet. Uh, but you know, there's you always remember we had that conversation back at like Rachel's place where we, we, were, we were talking about Trey Long Burks back in like March or April or no? I think it was actually like February or earlier. Probably was. I mean, we've been high on the Traylon. I was I was touting him 101 for a while before I really yeah, was doing too. the research, just because because he he looks so fun out there. I mean, yeah, he's just a he dog. Just dominated the SEC from a bad Arkansas team. So yeah, my my uh, favorite one was the the Alabama game. That game was nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's just that's just fun fun TV, and so uh, I I love to watch him play, and I hope that he can be as good as AJ Brown was in Tennessee. I just I'm a little bit worried this year, but I'm I'm excited for long term prospects. So. All right, awesome. And then we got our wide receiver twelves, uh, Jared coming in with Drake London, Josh coming in with Chris Olave, and myself coming with Devontae Adams. So Josh, talk a little Chris Olave, wide receiver twelve, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think just the way that the NFL is shaping up, like youth is just taking over like the athleticism that's coming to the league is just going to keep continue to get younger and younger. And crystal Olave is going to immediately show the type of prospect that he is. Um, I think because the saints are set to open up their entire offense this year, crystal Olave is going to get a ton of targets. He's going to get a ton of work. Um, I love crystal Olave this year. Crystal Olave this year. I'm super high on him. I think he's gonna be fun to watch this year. 
obviously a fantastic route runner technician uh, when it comes to that. And yeah, if he can be fed, uh, if Jameis stays healthy, like that's just fantasy gold. Everybody loves Jameis as their quarterback for fantasy. Uh, he's going to sling it out there for his receivers. So um yeah, I mean, I, I I don't hate it. I mean, you should have put DJ Moore there, obviously, but I yeah, don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for youth. We're going All for right, youth. everybody. Yeah. Well, that will wrap up today's episode of the Unending Rebuild. We walk through our 2023 predictions of our QB1s, RB1s, and wide receiver ones. So thank you to everybody who has listened uh, through this long episode. Probably our longest so far, I think. Longest yeah. one, uh, yeah. Wow, yeah, look, yeah, at, look us. at us. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, but we hope you appreciated it and enjoyed it and uh, check us out next time. So And feel free to come back in a year and roast us about these takes. Please, please. <laughs> we accept all receipts and we'll make one full one full year. We just hold yeah. those receipts, boys. Jared will Jared told yeah. me earlier he'll give everyone twenty dollars for every prediction. For every time, wrong so. pick I get, yeah. Every yeah, single perfect. one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody. Appreciate it and get us next time.